tipping some crazy shit right here, buddy boy. Get ready to get fucked up! The official Sam Shin Podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that intro will never, ever go away, will it? Uh, I suppose I could change it, and I don't know if anyone noticed that I uh, attacked on this is the official Sam Sheehan podcast, in case, you know, you guys were confused about it. Um, so this is my second podcast, and I decided, you know, to just come right out of the gate here, um, and uh, I think I'm going to put together a little series. I thought this might be a, a good podcast thing to do, and like just a good subject, um, to just, I'll just sort of go down uh, the three sports that I know pretty well. I'm not going to pretend like I know hockey that well. I love hockey, but I'm just not as familiar with it as I am with some of the other um, sports. But uh, baseball, football, and um, basketball. And I was going to go down and just sort of, you know, in different podcasts, I wanted to just sort of explain, um, you know, how you know, how, what's been going on in those sports recently and just sort of, you know, give people who, you know, know the sport, enjoy the sports, but just don't really have an idea of, like, what's going on, who won what, or, like, the recent history, and they can't really get into talks with people about, um, you know, football because they just don't really know. So for those of you who are curious, I'm just going to run down, um, this first one I'm doing, this one right now is football. I'm going to uh, go ahead and just sort of explain, you know, kind of over like the last decade or so, you know, just sort of give you a picture, the, you know, the things that have sort of shaped where the league is today, where the players are today, just, you know, kind of where everything stands. Um, so, you know, you should know I'm a big Boston fan. I mean, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you know, probably know me personally or know someone who knows me personally. So, um, probably know I'm a big Boston fan. I'm going to try and keep it... Uh, relatively unbiased, and I'm going to try and uh, let you know when I'm, uh, you know, making <laughs> the opinions that are, you know, they're more opinions than fact, and, you know, just sort of what I, what I think happened, what, you know, just sort of where this goes. Um, you know, I was thinking that this would be, like, a nice thing to just sort of give, like, a, I don't know, like, your girlfriend, or <laughs> in some instances a boyfriend, or just, you know... Any of your friends or parents who, you know, are kind of getting into football, but they don't really know, like, they know the rules, they know the teams, but they don't really know, you know, what's been going on and what the history is behind the football. So I just thought I'd, um, you know, start off and just sort of uh, go into it. And I think if you're going to talk about football, which is, you know, what I'm planning on doing here, um, I think it all starts with a little guy by the name of Tom Brady. Um, if you guys... I was, it was in the, uh, back in, uh, 2000-2001 season, uh, this little, the New England Patriots, they were uh, just sort of a perennial team that was just sort of on the bubble, they kind of occasionally made the, uh, playoffs every once in a while, but didn't really do anything once they got there. Um, I was, you know, a big Patriots fan, I was young, what would I have been, fifth, sixth grade, um... I I had watched the Patriots for a couple of years. I liked to watch the games um, with my dad, and I was actually watching when this happened in the Jets game. Um, the quarterback Drew Bledsoe was hurt on a play, and they trotted out, you know, this this young six round pick from Ann Arbor, backup quarterback, by the name of Tom Brady. And you know, everyone didn't really 
know what to expect. You know, mostly everyone's worried about Drew. You know, when's he going to come back? What's the deal here? What's going on with his lungs? And you know, it, you found out that he was going to be out for a while, and that we'd have to ha- we'd have this this young quarterback, you know, leading our team. And it was a a little frightening, but it sort of what happened though is it led to you know one of the biggest it it, def- it defined football for a, like generation like our generation is really defined by that play because it was the turning point on the for the team that was sort of the turning point for uh, early 2000s football and I would even argue late 2000s football um and what happened was, it turns out, this Tom Brady, he was very good at football. He led this team. He was unflappable. He was he was just sort of everything. And this was a Patriots team that were huge underdogs. Um, Bill Belichick, the coach, was, you know, just sort of just another name as far as coaches go. He'd been bounced around. He'd been with the Cleveland Browns organization. He had, he had seen and done all of this stuff before, but he had sort of you know, built this team really more around the defense. It was a defensively, it was a very tight team. Um, the linebackers and linemen were very good. Uh, the secondary, with uh, led by Ty Law, was a very sharp secondary. It was just, uh, it was a good team, but not great. And then here comes Tom Brady, who suddenly ignites this, you know, offense that you know wasn't bad but was good. And all of a sudden, the Patriots are winning. They're making this push. And all of a sudden, they're, they've won the AFC East, and they're back in the playoffs. And everyone's very interested um, in, you know, the Patriots and what they're going to do. And so they have what's known as the Snow Bowl, where we host the Oakland Raiders in our first game when they come to town. And I guess this was a this game was one of the most awful... <laughs> dragged out, but very exciting games, and it culminated in a, a long drive, the Patriots were down, they needed a field goal to win it or lose, and Tom Brady was in the middle of a this drive down the field, it was, it was, a snow, it was known as the Snowball, and it's one of the most important, I think, games in um, NFL history, because again, it started. it's sort of another turning point where everything could have just fallen apart for the Patriots. And, you know, we wouldn't have football like it is today. And Tom Brady, when he goes to throw a pass, he, the football comes out as he's hit. And they review it, and they're trying to say, is this fumble, is it an incomplete pass? When you can see that he's tucking the ball, when you review it, and everyone is saying, well, that's a fumble. And I'll never forget my dad's friend who was watching the game with us looked over at me. I was quite young, and I was very optimistic about that we would get the call. And he, he told me, you know, this is over. This game is over, Sam. You can't. This won't. This won't go anywhere. So, I was. Yeah, I kind of cut me up. But then the Patriots got the call, and it's still to this day contested what it was. You know who, if the call was made that was correct, if it was wrong, like what was going on there. But long story short, the, the Patriots they would win that game. They would. Adam Vinatieri would kick a. 50, or not a 50, he would kick a very long field goal in snow and wind, and it was just one of the greatest moments. And they would go into a heavily favored Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship. Brady was hurt, and they had to use Drew Bledsoe for that game, who 
came back and then this great redemption to you know himself and the fans and showing this he he led us to a victory over the Steelers and got us back into the Super Bowl where you know the Patriots were up against a St. Louis Rams team that was you know one of the most exciting offenses of its time they were uh, they had won the Super Bowl previously uh, Kurt Warner the quarterback he was very good and he had uh Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce were very good receivers. Uh, great offensive line. It was just no one gave the Patriots an ice cubes chance in hell. Um, and somehow they scrapped, they clawed, and at the end of the game, Adam Vinatieri kicked a field goal to tie it. And then in overtime, the Patriots won it. They kicked another. It was another Adam Vinatieri field goal to win it. And it was just one of the most stunning upsets in NFL history, and it sort of led to, like, a, well, a kind of a, you know, it was sort of the beginning of a dynasty. Now, I mean, don't feel too bad for Oakland on the tuck roll. They, the next year, they would win the AFC, and uh, they'd lose in the Super Bowl, though, to the Buccaneers, um, which, it again, was that was a matchup of great offense and great defense, something you're going to see as a pattern here in the NFL. Nine times out of ten, in big games, great defense will beat great offense. So if you look at the Patriots' great defense versus the, you know, the Rams' great offense, you know, I would say that the Patriots won that matchup because they really could, should have, Rams really should have, and but couldn't uh, run hog wild on the Patriots' defense, and this was a this was a big thing. Um, and you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense, they you know pulled a similar dismantling of this. Uh, this Oakland team that was, you know, supposed to be so good. And, you know, the Patriots, they, they missed the playoffs that year. The Jets won the AFC in what was, you know, I I call it the championship hangover, where it's very, very hard, if you're not an experienced team who's been there before, to go back-to-back on a championship because you're, you know, you've, you're partying, you feel sort of entitled, you, you know, a lot of the guys are still there, you just sort of, there's just sort of an expectation. So they finished it a pretty disappointing 9-7 and seven and didn't quite make the playoffs. Now, at the same time that this, you know, the Patriots were doing all of this, there was a there was another great quarterback. This guy had come out of Tennessee. His name was Peyton Manning, and he and his Indianapolis Colts. They were he was, you know, a member of the Colts. And this, the Colts were this phenomenal, phenomenal team. And I'm going to take a tangent here for opinions. I'm going to go ahead and say that the 2000s Colts, uh, with the exception of the 07 Patriots, the Colts had the most talented teams in the AFC over and over and over again. I will and I will defend that point to the T. The Colts had a great offense. They had Peyton Manning who is and I'm going to concede this point. He is the greatest, you know, quarterback. I mean, he can make throws that quite simply, you know, Tom Brady can't. What makes Tom Brady great is that he's a winner. You know, the only time that Tom Brady has had a better team then Peyton Manning was in 2007. And that was when, of course, when Brady set all the single-season records, passing records, and broke all of Peyton's. But anyway, so there was this these two young quarterbacks, and it, it sort of you know sparked this debate, well, here's this one guy who wins, and here's this other guy who's, you know, just puts up these phenomenal numbers, makes these great passes, he's in the pocket, locked in, um, with a great offense and great receivers, and he makes all these great passes. So, what would happen would be the, uh, in 2003, the Patriots would, you know, they would be the top seed going into the uh, AFC yet again, 
and they would uh, they would beat the Tennessee Titans in the opening round and go on to play Peyton Manning and the and the uh, the Colts. Um, but what would happen is Peyton would he he fell apart. He uh, four interceptions against you know in defense of Peyton. You know the New England Patriots defense was much better than the. Uh, you know, it was, it was a very good defense, but this, the fact of the matter is you can't be throwing four interceptions, and he sort of got this reputation as a choker, you know, to the glee of the Patriots fans who, you know, we were now in love with Tom Brady and everything that he was doing, and it was just offensive to us that they would compare our Tom Brady to this this guy who clearly was not, you know, could not handle the clutch, was not going to power his team to a championship. And I would argue that that year, you know, I would argue that the Colts have at least had compar- teams of comparable measure. The Colts really could have been the Patriots of this decade. They could have won four or five championships, in my opinion. Um, anyway, uh, I took that tangent. Um, so, again, the Patriots marched into the Super Bowl. Uh, a pretty soft matchup against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Who, I, I mean, you say soft. Anytime a team wins the NFC, they're going to, you know... They're going to be tougher, but the, you know they had a a quarterback who would go on to just suck later in his career. In Jake Delhomme, who was you know just you can't win a quarterback with a guy, uh, can't win the Super Bowl with a quarterback like that. And you know the Patriots they, they won that game again. It was close. Vinatieri had to um, kick another field goal, but then all of a sudden you have this Patriots team that's won. Um, you know, two out of the three uh, championships, and then and then begins the 2004 season. You start to see players coming to the Patriots like Corey Dillon, um, that are you know they're not interested in money. They want you know they they want they're coming to the Patriots because they know the Patriots are a championship team that win, and that was what the 2004 Patriots were all about. They had enough of the guys left who remembered what it felt like and what those teams were in 2001 and 2003 and knew they were refocused. They, you know, they were ready. They knew how to win championships. And it was just this team that they, no one, you know, they would lose the games, but it was a team that really no one actually stood a real legitimate chance against. And again, the Patriots, they'd march, they'd march through Indy again. They would have another matchup with the Colts where, you know, Again, Peyton Manning was lackluster, and Tom Brady outshined him yet again in the opening round of those 2004 playoffs. Uh, the the Steelers, they'd go on to beat the Steelers in an AFC title game with Bill Cowher, and uh, you know they would win that, and they would go to the Super Bowl against the tragic Philadelphia Eagles, who, quarterbacked by Donovan McNabb, were in the middle of a giant soap opera with wide receiver uh, Terrell Owens, who was a very good wide receiver, but... <laughs> had the unfortunate uh, condition of not being able to, you know, stop talking. And so it was a very, like, weird dynamic for the Eagles. The Eagles, by the way, were in the NFC Championship game. Um, they had been in the NFC Championship game four years in a row up to that point and, uh, or th- and lo- had lost the previous three. They were one win away from the Super Bowl this whole time. And poor Donovan McNabb, he finally got his chance. Unfortunately, waiting for them at the end of the, the other title was this, this Patriots team that was, you know, a dynasty and really defined early 2000s football. I mean, this, this, they had this locked up. They knew winning. And that was where 
and out of that, we would sort of develop, they would win, and suddenly Belichick was known, you know, three championships in four years. Belichick was this guy who knew how to win. He built winning teams. Whenever they were interviewed, all they would it would be all about, about winning and teams and championships. And it's just, you know, it was a dynasty like that. And, you know, outside of, like, uh, you know, some of the 49ers, uh, Cowboys, uh, Steelers, some of those ones, you, you know, there haven't been a ton of dynasties. And I think it's kind of hard in this uh, day and age of football to kind of put together a dynasty with all this new stuff like, uh, you know, free agency uh Stuff that you know keeps makes it harder to keep a championship caliber team together. So now this is where things get a little bit interesting. In two thousand five, the Patriots. Everyone, everyone is hailing Tom Brady as you know the the winner, the guy who is and will forever be you know the champion, the champion really. And the Patriots are this model of winning, and they've carried this winning streak in the beginning of the 2005 season. They have this winning streak that's carried over from the uh, previous season, you know, most games in a row, um, which is still unbroken. And it wouldn't be shattered until they played uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, again, who, you know, we had trounced in two F- AFC championship games on our way to the, uh, to, you know, the prize, the <laughs> our, our Super Bowls. Um, and but they had, yeah. This was the first chink in the armor. We lost to a Steelers team that didn't look better on paper. For the first time, the Patriots, you know, were had lost as a favorite. We were, you know, to this little itty bitty guy named. Or when I say itty bitty, I mean the opposite. Itty bitty in reputation, but a rather large, young rookie named Ben Roethlisberger, who had quarterbacked and took this Steelers team. This was a scrappy, you know, fighting um, Steelers team, you know, with a good big men. Their defense was locked down and with a young quarterback. And it was weird because all of a sudden we saw, you know, wow, here's this team with, you know, a good quarterback <laughs> um, and uh, locked down defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> this this. They are the Patriots, and that and that was how they beat us. You know that they were they were these underdogs that had something to prove. You know the Patriots were rolling. We were these winners who were so sure and so confident that we would you know win and we would um, persevere over the Steelers. Um, I'm gonna take a drink real quick. Uh, kind of talking that long kind of gets you uh, ah all parched. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, Big Ben. Oh yes. Um, you know, fun fact, uh, he is actually facing rape charges now. Uh, I mean, again, we ta- we're taking the uh, the tangent of me, the Patriots fan, who is um, going to be quite down on the Steelers and Colts, which I'm getting to. It'll all make sense. You'd think I would have nothing to be bitter about as, you know, a fan of a Patriots team that so thoroughly dominated these other two teams. But, I mean, we're getting there. So, the Patriots, this 2005 season, they roll into the playoffs against a very good uh, Denver Broncos team. We, we match up against them, and Tom Brady is 10-0 and in the playoffs at this point. He has never lost a playoff game. And we're already looking ahead. We can see the Steelers, who ended our precious streak, and, these young guys, and we want that. We want the Steelers. We're one-one away from the AFC Championship game again, where we would play 
either the Steelers or the Colts, both teams we know very well, both teams we know we can beat in an AFC Championship game. But suddenly the Denver Broncos, of all teams, it's the Denver Broncos that beat us and bounce us out of the playoffs. In an embarrassing fashion, Brady uncharacteristically throws a pick in the end zone to Champ Bailey, who then gets flattened by Ben Watson in an awesome, awesome hit. Um, but it didn't matter. Uh, damage done. And that was the game, and it was just shocking. That was really, you know, the backbreaker on the dy- on our dynasty was, you know, it was this little scrappy Steelers team and this little punk ass named Ben Roethlisberger. And so we're sitting on the sidelines during the AFC Championship game as the Patriots fit, and they have to watch, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, this team, do exactly, I would say, to a T what the Patriots did in 2001. Um, Given their Super Bowl opponent was not a favorite. Uh, The Steelers were, or Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks, whom the Steelers played in the 2005 championship, were, uh, you know, a very good, very good team. Um, They had a great offensive line. Um, Sean Alexander, who would go on to uh, just not be draft, not be signed by anyone in the league. No one wanted him, but that year he was an MVP behind that great offensive line. And Matt Hasselbeck, their quarterback, was uh, very good, throwing the ball very well. And you know, they were in the Super Bowl. I mean, they needed the help. Uh, the Steelers, they'd run the ball. Uh, Jerome Bettis, the bus, would you know pound it into the into the uh, end zone. Um, there'd be some calls that were a little questionable, but you know. In the end, the Steelers won. And so now, the Patriots are sort of, uh, I don't know, they kinda, we're, they're kind of forced to, to go back into the next season, and suddenly, you know, we're vulnerable again. Um, we have aging players, we have players leaving, you know. I mean, uh, we're not the winners anymore, so the, the Patriots have, have jumped ship, and now we're in an era of Ben Roethlisberger and the... Uh, the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so now, Q2006, uh, when a young, when Peyton Manning, who has won MVPs, shattered records, done all of this, finally feels like he's got a team that they can put together, that the Patriots, the, the poison that had killed the uh, Colts, you know, they're vulnerable. I mean, we... The Steelers had cut us, and we were bleeding, so suddenly teams could, you know, beat the invincible Patriots. Um, And so Peyton Manning, in that 2006 season, he would... Or 2005-2006 season, he would go and he would put his own playoff push, and he would, in the AFC Championship game, he would play the New England Patriots. Again, only this time it was different, uh, you know? You could see he had this, you know, confidence. He had, uh, the. I mean, here comes an opinion, but he had the better team. I mean, the Colts really should have won that matchup. But the point was that he didn't choke. He didn't, um, he, so it was, there was a lot made of this, that Peyton Manning had finally beaten the Patriots. And he did that in an AFC championship game that just sort of further escalated the, this hatred of the Patriots and, you know, the Colts and just, how those two teams feel about one another. They just, you know, they really do hate one another, and it's, it's a rivalry that's, you know, relatively new in sports. And similar to, you know, um, I wouldn't say uh, the Patriots and the Steelers is a 
so much a uh, a rivalry is just a general hatred and dislike of one another, you know, for the ending of our streak and what whatnot, and them for you know stealing the Super Bowl, us stealing the Super Bowl from them, or a trip to the Super Bowl from them, you know, when they got so close so many times. Um, so, and that just sort of left it up to a cakewalk in the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I don't mean to be hating on the NFC, but this really was a very AFC-dominated um, point in time. You know, when you have four Super Bowls in a row, I'll go to the, you know, the AFC, um, you know, it was six of seven when you count the, uh, you know, the, or, or five of six, I'm sorry, uh, when you count the, you know, the Buccaneers and the Patriots' previous 2001 win. But, um, anyway, uh, so, and they just rolled over a Chicago team that, you know, was, had, you know, just beaten uh, a New York, a New Orleans Saints team that was very good with, with good defense just making them play their style of ball. I mean, again, we gotta, I don't want to have to keep coming back to this, but, um, you know, it was sort of a poison for this New Orleans Saints team who was, you know, really revitalized. It was a really great story to see, you know, the Saints, you know, off the heels of Katrina. This is what, you know, that their team re-rallies. They're able to go out. They're go able to get, acquire a quarterback of the caliber of Drew Brees who, you know, with Phil Rivers, the Chargers had drafted Phil Rivers. They had Brees as their quarterback just begin playing phenomenally in a desperate attempt to, you know, keep his job, stay in Chargers, remain the starting quarterback, but eventually, you know, the Chargers just sort of, you know, ran him through the mud and just really didn't, I, I feel like, didn't really appreciate um, what Drew Brees did for him. And so he went to New Orleans he sat down. He said he could turn this team into a, a championship team, and they were one of the most dominant offenses in the NFL that year, the 2006 year. Now, um, things would kind of... Uh, I don't want to say fall apart, but it, they would be tough for uh, the uh, Saints in that uh, the, you know, the Bears were a very good defense. That I mean, they were... They were winning games with their defense. It was not Rex Grossman <laughs> throwing the ball for Chicago that won them games that year and won them the NFC. Um, so, again, we see that theme of, you know, good defense beats good offense. Uh, I didn't really touch on it, but that Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl was, again, the same thing. And I guess you could make the point, though, that that was uh, good defense and horrible refing beats good offense. Sorry, Steelers fans. I had to get that one in there. Anyway, um... I, take, I took that tangent on the Saints because that's going to be important later. Um, anyway, the uh, so you know the uh, Colts win the Super Bowl. They finally you know get their ring. This this team that has had such playoff woes, you know they're cursed or whatever. I and this win over a Chicago team that, in my opinion, really you know a pretty. A team with Rex Grossman as the quarterback shouldn't be in the Super Bowl, I guess, is uh, the point I would like to make here. So, um, anyway, I'm not, I'm not bitter, by the way. So this leads to the 2007 year. The Patriots are, you know, they're sick of losing. We don't want to, we don't want to be bounced from the playoffs. It was a bitter, bitter loss to the Colts, you know, lose that way. And so they need to rebuild. Um... 
and so the Patriots, the 2000, uh, in this 2007 season, they would, uh, they would get, they would go out and they would uh, acquire Randy Moss, who's one of the greatest receivers. And uh, they would just retool everything. They would um, grab defense, and suddenly we had this phenomenal, phenomenal Patriots team. I would argue the best team this decade has seen. Um, their offense is ridiculous. They shatter pretty much every offensive record that there is on the uh, table. Uh, Tom Brady, who, like I've said, and this is tough for me to admit as a Boston fan, I mean, Peyton Manning really mechanically is, you know, the better quarterback. Tom probably shouldn't um, beat Peyton's records, but he did, because now he had a Marvin Harrison quality target like, you know, um... Peyton had in Randy Moss, in, you know, Wes Welker, in these guys who were just, you know, good patriots and good, you know, teammates. Randy, again, like Corey Dillon, wanted to win it, you know, was unhappy in Oakland. They said he was a problem causer. He said, you know, that he, he was uncoachable, and he comes over to the Patriots and buys into the system. That's something of the Patriots. Now, there's a very different tone, though, this year. As the as the season drags on, people start to realize that the Patriots have a real legitimate chance. They're a very good team. They get past the Colts in a regular season game. They beat the Colts, and they are, you know, everyone's like, wow. Like, you look at the rest of their schedule. The Patriots, they they really have a chance to win. Go undefeated, which, you know, has only happened once in history. And when they the Dolphins did it, there were two less games in a season. Um... So the Patriots, what they would do, they would win every regular season game. Um, and But that last win, they are playing the New York Giants, a team that is just is somehow struggling to hold on to its sixth wildcard spot, or its sixth spot, a wildcard position in the NFC, in a very tough uh, NFC East. And... It's a very dramatic game, a game that should have been a blowout. Comes, uh, it was very close. The Patriots win it, defend on the last game of the season, the regular season title, the undefeated regular season, and you know get ready for the playoffs. However, it's probably going to go down as the greatest loss a team's ever suffered because the Giants learned so much for it, and it was so such a confidence booster almost for the Giants that they had played this Patriots, this, inv- this really Goliath of a... Patriots team so hard and so well that they had, you know, returned um, to the winning ways. And just so we're clear, this this was when Patriots had turned the corner. Everyone was sick of the Patriots and, you know, them winning. They were sick. They didn't feel like the Patriots were entitled. They didn't feel like the Patriots were good enough. Uh, Tom Brady, they didn't feel like Tom Brady was good enough. They felt like you'd hear a lot of people saying that it was a weak years that the Patriots dynasty was built in. And, um... It just, you know, the Patriots were sort of evil. They sort of got this, um, you don't want to see a team that's not your team get everything. I don't want to say that everyone was jealous of, uh, of what the Patriots did, but there was definitely, no one wanted to see the Patriots in an undefeated season. Everyone wanted the Patriots to lose. It was, it was the Patriots versus the world in that last season, and everyone, you know, I would I remember walking around and going anywhere to watch a playoff game, and everyone was cheering for whoever the Patriots were against. It wasn't like I was in a, you know, a Chargers area where you know the Chargers had to uh, 
you know, people were cheering on the Chargers. It wasn't people who didn't care about the Chargers. They, they just wanted the Patriots to lose. No one wanted the Patriots to have all of these, you know, records. It was this team. Everyone was just sick of them. Um, so the Patriots, they, they do this. They punch their ticket to the, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the AFC Championship game. They sew it all up. Uh, and they, who do they find in the Super Bowl but this same scrappy New York Giants team who somehow, out of their six-hole, clawed their way through the playoffs and managed to you know, upset and beat every team they came up, came up against. Um, and it was through this magnificent defensive line of Justin Tuck, of Osio Manura, um, and this little, little baby, Peyton's baby brother, Eli Manning, who, again, somehow was, um, was playing some, just some phenomenal football. And what follows is the most crushing loss of any... It, as a Boston sports fan, I don't think that we're ever going to suffer a worse loss than that. There was just so much riding on that game, you know, the perfect season, everything. To get so close in the Super Bowl and then lose by such a, a thin margin. Tom, you know, everything, it just seemed like it was working against us. Tom Brady, you know, heroics couldn't save us. He, Tom, for the first time, you know, couldn't couldn't come through in that clutch situation. It was It was Broncos playoff game, Tom. You know, um, they did well. The defense. There was, I think, it was all summed up in the one play where Eli Manning has to, you know, shakes off Richard Seymour and some of the other defensive linemen and is rolling out and in a desperation just throws it. And David Tyree somehow makes this amazing catch with his helmet on his, you know, pins the ball against his helmet. Um, Plaxico Burris was, you know, one of the greatest. Was probably. It, what what I would argue one of the greatest performances by a wide receiver in the playoffs of all time. Plexico Burris willed himself and to a higher level of play. He was playing injured the whole time. He was just so unguardable, and you know there was nothing you could do about it. Pa- Plexico Burris was going to get open. He was going to catch balls. It was just this perfect storm of, uh, you know. It was this team. I think any other team that came out of that NFC team would have been crushed by the Patriots. But this Giants team was, like, it, they were engineered to destroy, to slay Goliath, to kill the Patriots. And that's exactly what they did. And it was it was just crushing. And people celebrated all over. You had the added spice of it being, you know, New York and Boston, you know, cities that are very, very intense sports rivalry. The I mean, we don't really give a shit about the Giants, but more we're more about the Jets. But um, this was just a whole new level of crush. And so, you know, the next year, the Patriots don't even make the playoffs. Everything, you know, it's that demoralizing. The Miami Dolphins, of all teams, come out and win the AFC East. And, where, you know, and that's kind of, you know, that was, that was sort of the end of the Patriots. Um as a dynasty, but not before, you know, they left this mark, they set this achievement for winning. So now, all of a sudden, the Steelers, you know, they've had, everyone's watched the Patriots, you know, really put themselves together, and now watch the Giants dismantle them. So the next season, you know, the AFC, it's it's up for grabs. And again, you know, that's those Steelers teams. They, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and new coach Mike Tomlin, and they, they make their way to the Super Bowl where they beat the Cardinals, who's led by, again, Kurt Warner, the old 
man, you know, and again, it's it's a very very even um, Super Bowl. But if I had to pick, you know, the halves, you know, the off if it's the offense or the defense that stands out on the teams, I would say, you know, that the defense, um, the the Steelers' defense was their strength with Troy Polamalu making plays, and I would say that the. Uh, um, the Arizona Cardinals' offense was their strength, and like we saw with the great offensive machine of the New England Patriots being, you know, broken by the the great defense of the Giants. Again, you know, you're going to see that, you know, the Cardinals not score as much as they needed to to beat, um, you know, as was expected of them. Um, the Arizona's defense was not very good. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and you know. Willie Parker were going to find ways to beat them, and they, you know, they made it happen. So, um, I guess once the, uh, and now the, and the Steelers, you know, had won suddenly, they had won two in four years, and there was, you know, and suddenly Patriots fans see multiple Super Bowl titles in, you know, a decade that really was supposed to be claimed as theirs, but, you know, there's nothing that the Patriots can really do about it. We're sort of back to where we started in 2000, uh, you know, before Brady came on in this limbo of um, being kind of in contention, but not really, <laughs> in uh, all, all honesty. And so now here we are, um, last year, where Peyton Manning and his Colts have sort of put together their sort of Bra their 2007 Patriots. Um, they, you know, had some rough, had a rough go of it in the playoffs in between. They had the hangover, you know, the, they had had, you know, a, a couple year hangover, championship hangover, and, uh, you know, really couldn't get it together. But now they had this great team, you know, the defense was clicking. They had a very well, you know, well coached. Uh, their offense was, again, ridiculous. They would set a regular season win streak, um, and, you know, would go deep into the season, you know, 14-0, and 0, and what, but they would pass up their chance to go undefeated, you know, much to the displeasure of their fans. Um, meanwhile, in the NFC, um, there would be, uh, well, there, something weird was happening. <laughs> this Saints team who, uh, you know, had Drew Brees, had and had Reggie Bush and these other guys, you know, they had had a kind of a disappointing go of it in, uh, for the past two years. I think they were 8-8 eight and eight the year before. Um, suddenly, you know, Sean Payton had these guys, these, the Saints team locked in. They, um, and it was, the Saints were sort of weird in 2010. It was, they were a, a, another great offense. You know, it was weird to see for me to look at the Colts and the Saints in that they were very similar teams. You know, great quarterbacks with just phenomenal offenses, um, talented wide receivers, great offensive lines, um, you know, above average defenses on both sides. You know, I would say that uh, the Colts allowed less yards, but the, you know, the Saints were you know, focused more on risks. They were more about turnovers. And, you know, the Saints also went 13 games um, undefeated. But then, you know, they the Cowboys beat them, and then they would, you know, suffer these sort of chokes to... not Well, not chokes, but just lose to, you know, a pretty pitiful Carolina team and just a just straight-up not-good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, who was 
I think last in the league or close to it. Um, and that was worrying for them. You know, they had locked up. There was no harm, no foul. They had locked up um, the front first seed. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, though, were a very dangerous um, opponent, and everyone was very worried. Uh, the Cowboys, who had just beaten them, beaten them, were in the playoffs, and you know, it was sort of an unease for the Saints and you know their fans because they didn't know what if the boys were actually going to be ready for the playoffs. You know, there's, that's bad momentum. You know, you think about and you lose to those you know bad teams, um, but they would do it. You know, it would be they would just dismantle and destroy the uh, Arizona Cardinals, you know, who had won that Super Bowl or had gone to that Super Bowl last year. Um, and they would, you know, beat up and uh, take away uh, pretty much any options that they had on defense. You know, the turnovers. Kurt Warner just got destroyed. Um, they had a they had a close one against a Vikings team that I personally think is very good and it's going to be very interesting to watch them this year. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Saints and Vikings uh, pan out in their NFC struggles and it's and suddenly you know it was weird a weird year too and that all of a sudden the NFC was kind of relevant again. I don't want to I don't want to knock the NFC. I mean they're it's great teams and whatever. I just it's very clear to me that the AFC was clearly superior for pretty much this entire decade. I would say, you know, the Patriots and the Giants, if they play that game a hundred times, the Patriots win 99. You know, it's the, the Miracle on Ice USA, USSR team of, of football. And, you know, we just had such a staggering favorite. It is probably, you know, the, the biggest upset in the history of sports. So, you know, if you take that, if you write that off like that, it's really, you know, the AFC was really where things were, and if you look at the AFC championships of the decade, uh, you know, and you look at how many of you know were won, you know, four. The Patriots have four, the Steelers have two, and the Colts have two. You know, eight of you know the nine years in the <laughs> decade, there's a you know is controlled by three teams in the AFC, and you know the Super Bowl titles, they only lose two of those. That that's you know. That's, I guess, my bottom line here, is that for most of what I was talking about um, in this, you'll notice I sort of stuck to the Steelers, I stuck to the Patriots, I stuck to the Colts, and the reason why is because I feel like those are the most um, relevant teams, and they're, like, what's important. They're sort of an old guard. They are, you know, football right now and football for, you know, the 2000s, and I think it's important that everyone know, you know, how they got there and how that all worked out. And the reason why I'm taking a Saints tangent now is because I think the Saints have a real good chance to be that future. You know, they're, uh, they've got the fan base. Uh, I I don't know if the Saints will win it this year. I haven't decided whether I want to go out there and say that or not. Um, I think that they do need to, you know, they're going to need to lose some games at some point to learn something. I think that that really helped them last year to lose those games. Um to sort of refocus them for the championship. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, when they threw their games, the Colts threw their last two games of the season, um, in an effort to, I'm uh, making quote marks, focus, you know, their players for the for the offseason and, you know, rest them and not be the arrogant, you know, evil Patriots who, you know, blew teams out of the water by 54 points and wouldn't pull their players or anything like that. Um, 
So, but it, it kind of funny in that uh, by doing that, they you know made Peyton Manning and these teams these teams surly, you know, and that they weren't a good you know they really weren't a good team when they got to the playoffs. Um, you know they were a very good team. I mean they were they were obviously a very good team and they won the AFC East. But you know this this small scrappy Jets team almost you know is, gives them a scare in the AFC. Uh, you know the Ravens play them pretty hard. Um, and they get to the play. You know they get to the Super Bowl to find you know a veritable mirror image of themselves and the Saints. And sort of, we sort of see Peyton Manning's. I, I again, I'm going to go into a uh, sort of an opinion thing. We see Peyton Manning's true colors, and that really he is just not a a clutch performer. I mean, when you when you're dealing with the Bears and that Bears team, he stepped up, but at the same time, you know, I don't. There wasn't a lot to step up to. I mean, you have to outshine Rex Grossman in that you know facet if you're Peyton Manning, and like you look at. If he had to, when he had to outshine Rex Grossman, they won. But you you put Drew Brees in there, you know, a guy who's good, a guy who's a, a great quarterback, um, probably a future Hall of Famer with what he's done, numbers he's been putting up. You know, he he just lost. You know, he was the one that that lost that Super Bowl for the team. You know, he threw that interception. That was you know a bad decision. Now you can say whatever you want. Um, Peyton Manning should have walked all over that defense. Uh, not to say the Saints had a bad defense, but he is Peyton Manning. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. And you know he's pressured in the Saints did a great job. They pressured him into terrible, um, you know, situations. All of the, you know, I was always saying that you know the Saints turnovers. The defense is based around turnovers, so that needed to happen. And meanwhile, on the other side, you had, you know, this very good um, Colts defense, and you had, that just didn't give up yards, but you had, you know, the Saints had a, having a little trouble marching on them, and that had to be disheartening for the Saints defense to see, uh, you know, Drew Brees and the offense not really getting a great um, amount of Yards or you know what they're used to, and having to you know having that on your shoulders, you have to go out there and you know defend defend against one of the greatest offenses of the decade, and they you know they did that, and that was why the Saints. I just sort of I like their style. I like how they've you know managed how they managed to beat that Colts team. Um, and so that's sort of where we are right now, as we have this you know it's this lull. Well, who's going to you know, step up into the shoes. Are you know? Are the the Steelers had sort of a a weird season with injuries and you know, starting out zero and six, so they were sort of a you know, a non-factor. But like, is is the NFC? Are the Vikings and the Saints going to lead this NFC um, charge to make you know the NFC relevant again? I'm not knocking the Giants. The Giants, you know, deserved to win that Super Bowl. They played, they brought it, and the Patriots didn't. I'm just saying, if you line up. The team, the AFC and NFC teams in the past ten years, you know the AFC's records are you know staggering. Their good teams are much better than the NFC's top teams, um, or were. And I think that this is an exciting time for football in that I think we're going to see a shift now. Um, the Saints' victory was huge. How they managed to you know 
with the Giants and the Saints. If only the you know the Cardinals had won, that would have we would be talking about a whole different ball game. Then literally the three Giants of the decade, the Steelers, the Colts, and the Patriots, would have all you know been dead and lost. And you know it would really open the door for these NFC teams. And I'm looking forward to. I think the Vikings um, are going to you know make a run for the title. The Vikings Saints. That's good. That's just going to be a fun little rivalry because I know they're going to be in the playoffs um, this year. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the Jets are another, you know, question mark. Could the Jets, you know, a team with a young quarterback and a great defense that made a serious push, but again had the misfortune of you know bumping into this tough Colts defense? Are that you know are the Jets going to be the team that's you know they're getting these big names, these troubled guys? You know, is Rex Ryan a Bill Belichick coach to where he can you know take these guys with troubles, put them together, you know, make them team first, and are they going to, you know, push? Are they going to step into the roles of, you know, the dominant football team right now? So, um, okay, I guess that's pretty much, you know, what I have to say about that. Sorry for uh, listening through my, you know, my stuttering and my stammering. I feel like I hit on a lot of my points, though. Uh, It's mostly just, you know, it really just comes down to the the Patriots, the Saints, um, sorry, the Patriots, the Colts, and the, uh, the Steelers, you know, if you want to look at the you know the decades football and you want to know you know how relevant team. I mean, if you want to know some of the more disappointing teams, you know the the Eagles suffered heartbreak all throughout. The Chargers, who continually have good teams on paper, just can't seem to get it together in the AFC. Um, but that's really what you need to know about football over the past ten years to understand your history. Um, so, all right, I guess this this post has gone on. Uh, for quite some time. I'll be posting mine about uh, baseball and basketball in the uh, in the upcoming days. So, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys find this useful. You find someone who can, you know, who needs a little update on uh, football or needs some perspective, and uh, you can give it to them. Okay, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, same Shane, and I'm getting out of here. <laughs>